my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my good friend Aaron Bandler. You guys know Aaron. Uh, you've heard him on, on the show a million times talk about a multitude of issues, but Aaron's area of expertise is Israel, um, and specifically the uh, Israel-Palestinian conflict. So perfect guest uh, to talk to today. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, before I get to Aaron, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Father's Day is coming up, um, and heck, guys, uh, Mother's Day was, was a couple weeks ago, and you know what your mom and dad really want? Uh, they want ammo, because it's hard to find ammo anywhere, and that's where my friends over at Bulk Munitions come in. They have whatever you need, or your mom and dad need, uh, in stock, ready to ship fast. Whether you're looking for 9mm, 2.23, 5.56, whatever you need, they have in stock. All orders ship uh, within two business days, no more waiting around. Um, guys, I love working with companies that share the values that we put forward uh, every Monday and Wednesday in this podcast, and and Bulk Munitions absolutely does that. They want their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they donate 10% of all profits uh, to Christian-based and Second Amendment supporting charities. They call it their ammo tithe, and if all that isn't great enough, guys, they're giving this audience a, a limited time offer, the first 25 of you, to use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout. Uh, we'll receive a brand new uh, Blackhawk magazine case free of charge, uh, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. Uh, you get that on the house using the promo code TNGP21. See the special offer right now at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. That is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use that promo code TNGP21 to get that free case on the house. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly on Patreon, Patreon, Patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast, and there's some cool perks if you choose to do that. Uh, without further ado, the great Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my friend Aaron Bandler. Aaron, how have you been, man? Well, it's been definitely an exhausting and distressing past week or so with everything that's been going on with. Uh, you know, with with Israel and Jews being under attack worldwide, but otherwise, you know, like, uh, otherwise, you know, otherwise doing okay. How about yourself? It is. Uh, it's one of those weeks. It is one of the weeks. One of those weeks, my friend. Especially if you know you cover the beat that that you cover on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. So let's just jump right into it, man. I mean, the conflict between Israel and, and the Palestinian terrorist organizations is looking a heck of a lot more like a war than uh, a typical skirmish that we see every handful of years. Um, the rocket attacks are, are going on what five six days now uh, with no real end mm-hmm. in sight. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's incredibly distressing to see. It's it's not. I think people who've been observing the conflict for a while now, the the, the rocket attacks have become. I guess that people have been, at least since I've been covering it, it's it's it, it's become it's easy to become numb to them. But this is different because this has just been ongoing. Nonstop rocket, rocket, rocket fire for, for days and days and days, and and Hamas is targeting. Um, normally, it's the targets are the southern Israeli border towns. 
that before the Gaza Strip. But now Hamas is targeting Tel Aviv. They're targeting Jerusalem, um, which is more like in the, in the center of Israel. And at one point, they, they were trying to target Ben Gurion Airport, um, which is the only is airport in Israel, or at least the only major airport in, in Israel. Um, so Ben Gurion Airport is if it happens to that airport, then Israel's basically cut off from the rest of the world. Um, and so what is it's it's and so yeah, and it's it, it, you couple that with with the fact that there are also riots that have been going on in, in Israel where um, there have been. Arab, there have been some riots perpetrated by Arabs against Jews, and then to a lesser extent, Jews against Arabs. Um, it's all incredibly distressing. Um, it's, but what I do know is, is is that Israel is striking back hard against Hamas, and I think what, what, what trying to normally how this goes is Hamas fires rockets, Israel then strikes Hamas leaders and Hamas, Hamas infrastructure. Then, then they eventually reach a ceasefire, which Hamas then breaks. Um, the cycle of violence continues. Well, I think this time it'll probably be the same result, but I, I think what, what Israel's trying to do this time around is hit Hamas harder than usual to, to, to try and deter them from doing such a thing again in the near future. Um, and so, you know, that's... I think they, they need to eradicate Hamas once and for all, um, but if if they can deter Hamas from doing this again for the next few years, then that certainly would be a win. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, look, I, uh, we, we could start by taking a step back too. like, I don't pretend to be an expert yeah. on foreign policy, but the conflicts, the, the ongoing conflicts between Israel and Hamas are, are not in, in between Israel and the Palestinian authority. I mean, these, these are not complicated. Okay. I mean, these are not yeah. complicated affairs. It doesn't take a genius or a foreign policy expert to figure out the motivations of both sides here um the jews want to live and the terrorists disagree um the, yeah. the, the, the both sidesism of the american press and the western press at large is insane um i mean and it's across the board too a lot of like my, my fellow libertarians do this too for some reason i just don't understand as a rational human being how anybody could have a problem with israel defending themselves from terrorists unless unless you're of the persuasion that you just want to see dead jews exactly and the, i mean the, the israel-palestinian conflict is complicated, but but, but 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 when you distill it down to the brass tacks, it's 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 really not complicated because yeah, it, it, Israel just wants to exist peacefully, and the Palestinian leadership in both Hamas and the Palestinian Authority don't want to live next to Jews. It's really that simple. And look, it, it, the proof's in the pudding. The, the Charter for Hamas explicitly calls for genocide against Jews and for the and for the destruction of Israel. Um, it's the same thing with Fatah, which is the ruling party in the Palestinian Authority. Um, that their charter calls uh, calls for more or less the same thing. Um, so that's why you see that's why that's why you see what's happening with Hamas firing rockets at Israel, or the Palestinian Authority's case, you see them paying terrorists to kill Jews, um, or inciting riots, uh, in in. In East Jerusalem, at the Al Aqsa Mosque, um, which is one of the holy sites in Islam and and in in in, in Judaism, um, so I mean, when you sell it down to that, I mean, it's it's really not that complicated. But some people feel the need to go with the whole both sides disproportionate argument because um, I feel partially because they're they're ignorant this is, but also I I I, I think that people 
seems there seems to be this sort of establishment idea that in order in order for a two state solution to happen, there, you have to sort of like play the both sides card, which is which is really it's 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 really terrible logic because because by doing that you're essentially enabling the Palestinians to continue doing what they're doing because they think they 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 can use violence to to, to get what they want. Um, I mean, it costs like trying to placate them for a two-state solution, um, even under the guise of both sidesism. It it doesn't. It just keeps perpetuating the cycle of violence. The only way to really, the only way to really stop it is to get tougher with the Palestinians, which is what Trump was doing. Um, and Biden, for for all his talk about supporting Israel, is really he's the one that restores funding to the Palestinians. Exactly. Um, and by by tough on on the Palestinians, it. it it has nothing to do with war. It has nothing to do yeah. with violence. I mean, that by tr- the Trump administration being tough on the Palestinian Authority, they they did that by helping to broker peace deals between Israel and its na- Arab neighbors. You know, and that just put that was designed to put pressure on the Palestinians to come to the table yeah. and and lay down their arms and stop the fighting, stop the rocket attacks, and and obviously, you know, elections have consequences. You saw what happened when when Biden took office, and we'll get to that in, in a little bit, but the. When it comes to the both sidesism here, I I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't be surprised by anything coming out of the, the the corporate press obviously at this point, but I still am. I mean it's still shocking to a certain extent. The Washington Post. I mean this was just an incredible headline yesterday from the Washington Post. Quote: Israel's Iron Dome defense system protects Israeli lives. It also perpetuates the Israel Gaza conflict. <laughs> Which like okay if we're just talking like two plus two is four. They're absolutely right. <laughs> like I suppose, you know, Hamas says they'll keep attacking Israel until every Jew on earth is dead. So, like, with you know, if if the Iron Dome is preventing Jews from dying, um, I, I suppose, in a weird way, that is perpetuating the conflict. It's a remarkably Hitlerian way to put it. But like, that it's just some extraordinarily anti-Semitic evil spewing from the Washington Post. Absolutely, and it's uh, Dave Reboy. Um, who who frequently commentates on Twitter about, about about Middle East politics? He he made the point that Iron Dome also saves a lot of Palestinian lives exactly. because because if there was no Iron Dome and then with, with if there's no Iron Dome then then Hamas would be, would be would be committing mass genocide right now with his rocket attack, which Israel would not does not and would never stand for. So but with that as a defense system, Israel would just obliterate Hamas. Yeah, and in the blink of an eye, um, I mean, they, they wouldn't they have, would have a, to. They wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would argue that they currently don't have a choice anyway. But without missile defense system, then they really w- w- wouldn't have a choice. Um, and so, but to your point about the about um, the Washington Post he- headline, I think um, I, there, there are a lot of people out there, and that would include people in the media. Who are clearly not comfortable with the idea that Jews are able to defend themselves, and that's the, that's the whole reason why the state of Israel needs to exist. Is because Jews have been subjected to various pogroms and genocides as a, as a result of, of Jew hatred of anti-Semitism, and the best way to combat anti-Semitism is to have a Jewish state that protects Jews. Yeah. Um. And so, and clearly, there are people who are uncomfortable with that with that concept, and that's how, and that's why, that's why you see headlines like that from the Washington Post. You're absolutely right, and I mean, the state of Israel 
existing as it is is the only reason why there hasn't been another Holocaust since the 1940s. Certainly yeah. there have been uh, authoritarians out there that have would have loved uh, to make that happen, but the state of Israel, um, you know, prevents that from happening. And back to, you know, we talked about the Washington Post, just the corporate press generally has, and to a certain extent it's good that they do this, because the world needs to see what the press is, what the corporate press truly is. Um, and they've been showing us who they really are this past week. CNN had to fire a longtime contributor, um, something like 55 bylines to his name, something like that, um, for praising Adolf Hitler and saying that the and saying that the world needs another Hitler, meaning, you know, the genocide of, of Jews. Um, and then the Associated Press has been whining all weekend that the Israelis destroyed their office office building. Turns out they had admitted that they were renting office space from, like, you guessed it, Hamas. It's like, why? 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 Like, why would you share office space in Gaza with literal terrorists, with literal Hitlerian terrorists? I mean, it's it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's that's the media for you right there. Um, yes, yeah, so, so, so to 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 your first point, yeah, that that that's a senior contributor. It's Adil Raha or whatever his name is. Um, it wasn't just one tweet glorifying Hitler, which which, which was that enough? Yeah, it was but several multiple, going. It was several it was, going it was back. Several yeah. tweets. Yeah, going 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 back years. How CNN missed that? I I, I have no idea, or maybe they didn't miss it. Which which way? <laughs> It was true. It's its own new set of problems there. Wouldn't surprise um, me. And what's crazy way. is that is that that guy, that, that, that contributor, was like, "Oh, I've been, you know, I got fired for one bad tweet about the conflict, even though it was actually several tweets." And and somebody, I forget the guy's name, but somebody on Twitter today was like, "He was fired for expressing outrage about the Israeli-Palestinian <laughs> conflict." I'm like, "Come on, no! Like he praised Hitler. Like that's that's that is really beyond the pale." Now, as as far as the AP goes, so. I guess to just to give a backstory to your audience, what happened was Israel found out that the, that that the building that that the AP was operating out of and Al Jazeera too um, was used to stockpile Hamas weaponry. So, per as per Israel's modus um, operandi, they told they told people in the building to evacuate, um, which I mean, which should show you like just the lengths that Israel goes to to avoid civilian casualties, and then they destroyed the building. And then, and then everyone's all up in arms, like, "Oh, how dare you!" The, the Israel, Israel attacked a media office, um, and the AP tried to feign ignorance, be like, "Oh, well, we had no indication we shared a building with Hamas." But, um, but people, people were pointing to a 2014 piece in the Atlantic, um, written by a former AP reporter, saying that, like, that Hamas would come into the office and basically tell them, like, you know, n- not to report on things. <laughs> and I guess they were fine and dandy with that. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but but uh, but you know that that's how Hamas operates in Gaza. Like they they rule Gaza with, with an iron fist. It's it, it's an authoritarian Islamic theocracy. Yeah, they're, they're they're in Gaza, and you know you would think the press would be up in arms about about anything like Hamas threatening press freedom, but apparent but uh, like I said, they're apparently fine and dandy with, with this. Um, what, what would and, the what would the Associated Press do if the IDF tried to tell them what they can and cannot report? Uh, they, they absolutely would be up in arms and say that this is, this is an outrage. The world w- w- would be condemning Israel. Um, but but when it comes to Hamas, you try trying to kill Jews. They're silent. They're silent. It's incredible. It's incredible. And the the AP I mean, the the AP never 
uh, denied that they were renting an office from Hamas. Um, well, uh, right. That's 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 why I use the words feigned ignorance. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing is, though, the Secretary of State, our the United States Secretary of State, Blinken, uh, said yesterday that they have no evidence that Hamas was in the building. Incredible. I mean, just the United uh, okay. States, the United States State Department acting as a mouthpiece for terrorists. I mean, right. It's like, and, and there, the sorry, but the the, 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 the Jerusalem Post had an article yesterday saying that that is that, that Israeli intelligence. To the U.S., I showed that Hamas was in that was in that Associated Press building. I mean, it's it's granted it, this is a report, it, so and so and with intelligence sources being what they are, you know, I mean, who knows if the report is true? But if it is, then Lincoln absolutely knows that there that Hamas was there in the building. So yeah, does. I mean, he of course he, he's basically being a spokesperson for terrorism here. Of course, and 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 which should. There are a lot of people, a lot, a lot of American Jews who support Biden, who support Anthony Blinken, and think and think they're pro-Israel. They're not. No. They're not. I, I mean, I mean, they can they can claim to be pro-Israel, but at the end of the day, Joe Biden's the one that that restored funding to the Palestinians, um, mainly to UNRWA, the, the the UN agency for Palestinian refugees, that really just funds. I mean, that that agency doesn't solve re- the refugee issue. It 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 perpetuates anti-Semitic hate hate speech, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and these schools in Gaza. And Biden is also is, is using sanctions on Iran. And Iran, of course, funds Hamas and Islamic Jihad, which is kind of like the little brother of Hamas in, in, in Gaza. Um, and you, so obviously Iran is behind all this too. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and Biden just, just gave him a lifeline. Um, I mean, it was immediately. So, it, was, it was immediately after. Immediately, they lifted the sanctions and started writing checks to the Palestinian Authority again. I mean, it was like weeks later. I mean, this isn't. I mean, like, like yeah, I said, I mean, look, I, a lot of Middle Eastern conflicts, a lot of issues on foreign policy, are very hard to understand. This is not one of them. Okay. Yeah. This is just not one of them. I mean, like the thing that just drives me up a wall, man, is that like you can make the case. To support Israel in these conflicts from literally any perspective, except for just being a Nazi, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. a Nazi, I get it. You want, you know, you you like Hamas, but like just t- like you could take the religious aspect aside. Like I, I support Israel because I'm a Christian. The Bible makes it very clear in Genesis 12, and when God's promise to Abram, who becomes Abraham, obviously, God makes it very clear in Genesis what I should think about Israel. But even putting that aside, which I don't, but if you were to put that aside, even from the secular perspective, just look at the motivations of both sides. I mean, just look at the goals of both sides, okay? Like, if you want peace, if you value peace, and you value prosperity, and you want people to live free, and you want people to be lifted out of poverty, you can't support Hamas and the Palestinian Authority. You can't do it. I mean, Israel's goal is peace and prosperity in the region. Hamas's goal is the slaughter of every Jew in Israel, okay? There is just no two sides to the story here. Absolutely. If there's a, there's an old there's a saying that goes: if the Palestinians um, put down their arms tomorrow, there would be peace. If, if, if Israel puts down their arms, then then they're dead, basically. Yes. Yes. Um, and I mean, it, it really does it really does come come down to come down to it. Um, and, and to your point, like Israel is the lone democracy in the Middle East. It is it is a thriving startup nation with, with like with its advances in tech. In, in water, etc., etc. Israel is really the probably the closest country in the world to America in terms 
um, in terms of the values of freedom and, and liberty. Um, so is so like if if you love America, you should also love Israel, and, and vice versa. And likewise, like people who hate America also hate Israel for for a lot of this, for, for 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 all the same reasons. Outside of just outside of just Jew hatred, it's also because people who hate America and Israel also hate liberty. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's simple. It's simple. I mean, like why? I don't know. Why do you support Hong Kong over China? I mean, okay. Yeah, why, why, why do exactly. why do you support you know uh, Ukraine over over the the Russian communists? I, I don't know because we want people to be free, because we want people to be yeah. safe and prosperous. I don't know because we want the good guys to win. Like I don't I don't know. Like this isn't this isn't complicated. And look, it just and it's we're seeing this time after time. And we just mentioned before uh, before we started recording, we're we're only on month four of the Biden administration. Okay, and like. Yeah. I, I I just didn't. I'm a libertarian, man. I I predict doom and gloom all the time on this podcast. I probably annoy the crap out of my audience, but I did not es- expect this many things to be going this badly this quickly. I mean, elections have consequences. Bi- I mean, Biden campaigns on open borders, and then is shocked. He's shocked when tens of thousands of migrants rush the southern border. You know, they lie about masks, they lie about vaccines, and then he's shocked that people distrust the vaccines. You know, they and Biden starts sending checks to Hamas and 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 eases sanctions on Iran, and then he's shocked when they immediately start bombing Israel. I mean, it's like I I can understand being shocked at these things if you're literally the least intelligent simpleton on the planet. But if you're <laughs> yeah. not, you, you shouldn't be surprised by any of what we're seeing right now. Right, and and, and don't forget that there's also rising inflation now because 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 Biden and Democrats are spending like drunken Marxists. Um, so it's. Yeah, I, it's it's really depressing to think about how much damage has been done in four months, and we're still a long ways away to 2024. Um, so all I'll say is that if the Republicans don't win in 22 and 24 amidst all this, if they they just delete themselves to the party yeah. <laughs> because like this, I mean, this is like Carter malaise on steroids. What, yeah. what we're seeing right now. No, I thought um, I thought Trump's comment last week is he's uh, pre- he's using press releases as tweets now, which is kind of hilarious. Like, it I, 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 I kind of yeah. want to just word all my emails like I do my tweets just to see if anybody notices. But like how, how he, he thought that uh, his son tweeting that uh, that Biden is Carter 2.0 was an insult to Carter. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like it's, he's not wrong. I mean, dude, look, I mean, did you did you have. On your 2021 bingo card, war in Israel and g- people waiting in line for gas by May. No, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I figured it would take at least a few years for the administration to manage those things. My goodness. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, we, we we really live in dark and scary times right now. So, you know, it's fucking love. It's gonna be a long four years. Yeah, man. And I mean, let, real quick before I let you go. The corruption on the COVID stuff is just hilarious. I mean, like the the Democrats, they're they're so transparently corrupt. Maybe cartoonishly. I like using the the when talking about the Democrats' corruption, it's it's typically cartoonish, and and this time it's no different. I mean, Biden wanted, you know, they wanted to keep the nation locked up in perpetuity, <laughs> you know, for another year or two until they can figure out a way to keep us locked down even longer for global warming or some such nonsense. But 
you know, he, since he realized after starting a war and crashing the United States economy and inflating our currency that he couldn't keep us locked down much longer unless he wants every Democrat in the country to be voted out of office. So they just immediately changed their tune on COVID. The, the CDC comes out and says, ah, oh, I guess if you've been that vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And I don't know, we should probably open up schools. And oh, I guess you can do that. It, it Weird, because nothing changed. It's almost like... <laughs> Yeah, these these people never cared. They didn't care about the science. They only I mean, these people cared about one thing, and that was living out their childhood fantasies of becoming a communist dictator. Okay, like anybody giving this administration one ounce of credit for how they're handling any of this related to covid. Just have your head examined, man. You're you're the mark right there. Yeah, it it was hilarious to see over the weekend. the, The CDC director was like, oh, the science evolved. Oh, next week's like, no, it didn't. Like the science was clear from the get go in 24 hours. There was like yeah, 24 I, hours between Kamala Harris on a tarmac kissing her husband when they were both vaccinated in January and they were both wearing masks. Okay, and then yeah. like 24 hours later, like, ah, you don't need a mask anymore. We just saw the approval numbers. Yeah, it's and it's like Ben Shapiro likes to say that there is the science and then there's the science. And it's it's the science that the Democrats and the left have been have 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 been fawning over, you know, with um by saying that that you tell until now that that even after being vaccinated you still need to wear a mask and social distance and all that even though the, the science was pretty clear from the get go that vaccines work are very effective and you know you basically free live your life after you have the vaccine but according to test science you still needed to wear a mask because reasons you know and, and, and it's like it's like you were saying like it's 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 all politics it's all it's it, it really is living out their dreams of, of, of becoming like a communist dictator. It's just um, the quiet part out loud stuff on masks is, are just hilarious. And like a couple of people in predict in particular, that weird uh, the what's the kid the uh, Parkland kid the uh, David oh, Hogg. David Hogg. Yeah. He tweeted um <laughs> that he's gonna still wear a mask forever so people don't think he's a Republican. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's like, dude, that's what we've been saying. Like we've been making fun of you for that for a year. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then you just come out and say it. And then uh, an even more bizarre and disturbing take was Rachel Maddow when she said on, on her MSNBC show how, like, um, and she even worded it in, like, a dystopian way. I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, like, she needs to rewire her brain not to view yeah. people as a threat or something. And it's like, man, that is some evil, like, communist, like, just some deeply evil stuff right there. Like, if you're just, if you've, if you've convinced yourself that your fellow countrymen are just a threat because they're not wearing, they're not covering their face, it's like that is like some bizarre dystopian nonsense. And and, and there's a lot of people who feel that way. And I think that's good. that's going to be a, I don't know, man. I it's going to take a while for the country to heal if there's if the left truly does feel that way about us, about half the country, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's supposed to show how in the past year there's been this conditioning. Of uh, uh, there's been this conditioning of the American people to think that like that the be- that you have to stay home in, in order to avoid threats and and to avoid people and human beings aren't aren't naturally wired that way. No. But uh, but after you know more than a year of being basically locked in our homes, like I, I think there are a lot of people out there who are now conditioned to that and. Yeah, it is going to create a mental roadblock for for a lot of people, and some might just continue to just you know stay home in fear. We've been showing their prerogative, but it's it's just scary to think about how it's it's just scary to think about how how, how people 
can be can have can be rewired in for lack of a better, better word um, to think that way and, and and to act that way because basically because the government told them so. Yeah, it's sick, man. It's sick, and it happened so quickly. You know, this wasn't like a this wasn't like a war in Afghanistan twenty year process. You know what I'm saying? Like this wasn't like a a prolonged thing. I mean, they people turned into just sheep, just believing whatever the the government says, and you know, even if they're changing their minds on a daily basis in a matter of months. I mean, they, they yeah. decided to turn society upside down in in no time. I mean, if you figure like if you you just rewind, you know, fourteen, fifteen months, and we're having a conversation like, oh man, what would it take for the state to completely just destroy Western civilization <laughs> and turn us against each other and make us wear face coverings like you're in some weird Muslim country somewhere. And then, you know, like all these crazy communist restrictions and stuff like that. And, I mean, we'd be like, I don't know, man. I mean, there'd have to be like World War Three and like millions and millions of people would have to be slaughtered probably for something like that to happen. Nope. Nope. It, it didn't take—I mean, not that COVID was, wasn't bad. It was horrible. I mean, you know, a lot of people lost their lives, but it wasn't that. It was not World War Two. It was not. It, it was. It was nothing like that, and it's just. It's fascinating, man. It's fascinating. I, I wonder a lot how it, previous well, generations of Americans would have handled it. I, I don't know. I don't think they could have done this to our parents. Maybe they could. You know, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's. It, it, yeah, I mean, that's. It, it, you basically hit the nail, nail on the head there. Um, it, it's. It, it like you said. It, it is. It is still. It's really starting to think about how all of a sudden, like you, like we blinked, all of a sudden, you know, all the government, whether it was federal, state, local, just ha- ha- assumed all this power over us. I, I could say, like, okay, you're allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, just w- without even like just a blessed blink of an eye. And the precedent I think that sets is a very disturbing one because what's going to happen when we have like flu outbreaks in the future or or other you know new viruses. Or, or illnesses that spread. Like, are, are we going to start seeing like seasonal lockdowns? They're going to try. Or, or, they're going to try. Seasonal mask mandates. Yeah, they're, they they're going to try. Like the, Fauci said, they're going to try it in in November. They're going to try to say, you know, whatever November to March, wear a mask and don't go to work and destroy the global economy. They're going to try. Um, I mean, the American people just need to say no. And I mean, don't yeah. say, oh Brady, no, they won't do that. No, they learn the lesson. No, they don't. They don't learn lessons. The only le- the only way the state learns lessons is if you take the power back from them. And American people just have to say no and not play ball. That's the only way because they will this year in 2021 in November they will try to do that for the flu season. I guarantee it. Yeah, and and and, and what's also disturbing is how people would would be so like. People get get so emotional over 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 over, over these COVID measures in the sense that like if, if, if someone wasn't going to wear a mask, um, whether it's like even outside, where the science has proven that you don't need to wear a mask outside. I, I recall reading that that you sat next to someone on a park bench who has COVID, um, and they're like coughing, seizing up a storm. There's ninety point eight ninety eight point six percent chance that you want to get COVID. The, because of how like dispersed in the air and and all that, but people have now seen masks as as, as more than just like um, a mitigation measure, so to speak. It, it's now seen as a sign of solidarity. Yeah, it's you religious. Know, like, it's religious. It's, it, it's become a, a religious cult, um, and and that's why you see people like David Hogg who are saying that they they don't they're continuing wearing a mask. So people don't think he's a Republican. It's, it's because to them, it's not about. It's not about the science. It's 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 about feeling 
morally superior to others because that's what wokeism is all about, right? It's all about the idea that because you believe certain things or, 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 or because you, you do something meaningless, therefore you're standing with the oppressed people. You know, it's like you're 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 saying it's a little guy when really you're just making ass out of yourself. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a, it's a yarmulke or a rosary or a, a hijab or something. That that's what a mask is yeah. at this point to these people. And yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, it was just yeah. fascinating seeing them come out and say it. <laughs> you know, for these Democrats to come out and say it. I mean, we've been saying yeah. it for months. But Aaron, my brother, uh, you know I love you. The audience loves you. Thanks for uh, okay. doing this on short notice. I just had to I had to bring you on to talk all the all the, the Israel it. stuff. Uh, you're my Israel guy, so. Um, thanks for thanks for doing it on short notice, man. Um, where can everybody Anytime. read your stuff and follow you online and keep in touch and all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, so I, I uh, as your audience probably knows by now, I write for the Jewish Journal. Um, you can find my my work on the Jewish Journal website. You can I, I also follow me on Twitter at Bandler's Banter. I I always tweet out my stories. Um, so yeah, you know, give give me a follow, read my stuff. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> Everybody follow Aaron. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.